Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Portland's 1045 Way FM. I'm Paul Van Sickle, and we are so excited to have Casting Crowns, Matt Marr, and Hannah Kerr coming to Portland on Friday, September 30th. They're going to be at Moda Center, Theater of the Clouds. Tickets are still available, but you want to hurry up and get those quick at wayfm.com. Honored to have with us again today, Matt Marr, who will, as I just mentioned, be on the tour. And Matt, you were just with us back uh, almost nine months to the day of this concert uh, was when you were here last up in Vancouver. And that was such a fantastic night of worship and, and music and fun. How's your year been going? Nice to check in with you at the beginning of the year. And now as we're heading into the you know fourth quarter here, what you been doing this year? You know, uh, my wife and I had uh, another baby, <laughs> and uh, so he was born February 15th. Now he's seven months old, so we're in the throes of teething and not sleeping. And uh, Been on the road a lot um, during that time, and, uh, you know, doing a lot of touring, and then a lot of writing, working on songs for the for the next album, and uh, and also, you know, promoting the, the one, current one, Still Saints and Sinners. Yeah, so you've been busy, that's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yes, very busy. <laughs> but a whole lot going on. Yeah, I remember when we talked last time, you were talking about, you know, your wife was getting ready to give birth and you were out on the road. Were you able to make it back? Yes. Yes, I made it back in time. Everything was fine. Okay, good. So, it all worked out. I mean, you don't sleep probably very well on tour anyway, but sleeping and trying to sleep during those first few months of having a new child, man, that's... There's not much worse than that as far as trying to get a regular sleep pattern going. No, it's 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 a mild form of torture. <laughs> is what I like to tell people. Um, it you know it, it's funny because I think as a dad, you know because of how uh, you know the schedule works, the first six months you actually sleep okay, and then it's really the back six months that you that you struggle, uh, and you end up. You know, because our kid's on a bottle now. So now my wife's like, hey, you can get up at three. And feed <laughs> yes. I've been doing it for six months. So um, so that's kind of like the sleep deprivation thing has been kicking in lately. But so it's it's sort of like when a tour kicks back in, um, my wife and I both know that that's my opportunity to sleep is basically when I'm on the road. And then when I'm home, I should not expect to sleep at all. So that's that's a fair trade. What happened? <laughs> Yeah, it's a fair trade. Because that was your, uh, you have two kids now, correct, or three? I'm trying to remember. We, we actually have three, yeah. three yeah. So we had, um, yeah, we had two and then had another one. So we have, our, the spread now is five, three, and two months. Wow. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, blessings and prayers for your wife while you're out on the road yeah. and for you Thank on the you. way back. And, and I remember we talked about this a little bit last time uh, as well, but that is obviously a huge issue, that family life balance for, for anybody in a job that travels a lot. And when you have a, a new child, that, you know, does make it hard. And I remember you talked about how, you know, you and your wife had been looking at that just in seasons and you just got to get through this next season. So, so how has that been since you've been back on the road since you're new little one was born you know i the the end of the summer um i had i had i had some time at home and that was really good and my wife got to have a little um 
little bit of a respite. We were at the um, the CMB conference in Orlando and I played at Universal Studios, and so she came down and got to sleep for three days straight, mm-hmm. so that was awesome. And, uh, you know, it's really, you know, you, you have those moments and you try to kind of recoup. And the great thing about touring with Casting Crowns, you know, aside from this first run, which is on the West Coast, they actually tour less during the week in the sense that they only tour like they'll tour for three days and then be home for four so they're home on sundays which is great this will be kind of you know once we get past september i'll be home on sundays almost every weekend which is something that hasn't happened for me in a long long time Hmm. and i'm really excited about that uh just to be able to go to church with my family and um you know, I think even just, you know, with my kids to be able to spend, you know, uh, the Sabbath with them, is just going to be really special. Yeah. And in talking with Mark Hall the other day, we were discussing that and kind of their touring schedule is they're still involved in, you know, youth ministry at their local church. And I was thinking about some of the ways and reasons why this tour is such a perfect fit and for you guys to be touring together and youth ministry is one of them you've been very involved in youth ministry both you know in the local church level as you've done as well as kind of nationally at big youth events that's a pretty cool thing it's awesome i um i basically worked in a church for 13 years the better part of 13 years on and off and so my background really is the local church you know i was it my my story is very similar to Mark to Casting Crowns in the sense that like I was just doing church ministry and I wrote songs and that led to a publishing deal which then led to a um, recording contract you know I always tell people God has a weird sense of humor that he would send a guy in his mid-30s out on the road to start touring it would have made much more sense if I would have done this when I was younger but uh, at the same time like there is a certain thing of, I think it was a mercy that I didn't go out in my 20s because I, you know, there was a lot about who I was as a person that was still being shaped and formed. And, uh, I, you know, I don't think I would have uh, handled the road as well as I, as, uh, as maybe as I, you know, you get older, so you just, you know, you have to go to bed early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear that. <laughs> oh, man. So, and, you know, um, I just and I'm surrounded by with great people who are all like-minded and we're all just pursuing the same thing. So it's it's pretty awesome. And one of the other things that I really like about both of you guys, as far as, and I think it's like you said, born out of the fact that you guys are both in ministry and you started out writing songs, kind of pertaining to where you were at in your ministry at the time and to the people that were surrounding you. But the songs that you guys write and perform are so theologically deep. And as Mark said, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty meaty, you know, in the song. There's not there's not fluff. Well, there's some songs out there that are pretty fluffy, um, which is fine. And it, you know, speaks to greater things. But even in, you know, just the life circumstance type songs, it's so rich in biblical context or different spiritual oh. context this is so weighty for both of you guys it's going to be a really impactful night i think for anybody who comes on this tour just to hear that much deep heartfelt touching and rich music and lyrics all in one night i mean absolutely you know they say that actually this generation is probably the most biblically illiterate and so i think there's there can be a tendency sometimes that people would say, well, we just need to talk about the Bible less. And I don't think it's 
whether or not we talk about the Bible, I think it's how we talk about the Bible. And I think it's the way in which we use stories. Um, you know, the stories of the scriptures are, to me, still the most profound and the most relatable and the most personal. It's just that over the years, we lose, sometimes we lose the meaning of history and context and all of that. And I think the great thing about, you know, especially Mark, he just has such a great ability of like taking those moments or taking those stories and then taking the, his own life and what he's experienced um, and what he's seeing people go through on the, on, on the local church level and, and write a song that really conveys those emotions and conveys those experiences, you know, but points people towards, um, you know, towards God, but also points them towards like sort of a, a, a remembering of where truth is found and where hope is found and, and how it's found. And um, I think it's pretty profound, you know. Mm. And that all rhymed. I didn't even mean it to. <laughs> You're a poet and didn't realize I it. I didn't know it. There we go. <laughs> Actually, you are a poet. You are, as we were just talking about. You know, that that is so true, and you just, that just reads through all of what both of you guys do. As you've been going through this writing process this year, as you mentioned, what are you looking into, either spiritually for your own life or some of the influences, stories from Scripture that you're using in this new season of writing? You know, I think I've, I've been looking a lot, actually, for even for this next record. I mean, a lot of things that I've been writing and thinking about is what does it mean to, first of all, be a prophet? Hmm. What does it mean to have a, a prophetic voice in the sense of how do we help usher in the kingdom of God uh, in the world around us? And what does that look like? And what does it not look like? Um, because I think there's a lot of discrepancy right now about those about those two things and including like what does it mean to you know how do you take a stand for jesus in the public square and do it in a way that actually it breaks through kind of all the things that tend to divide us these days and and really resonates with people's hearts and when you look at christ himself you know he's the he's the sum of the law and the prophet but he had this ability that when he spoke people people listened they stopped and listened so it's really about just sort of looking at that and thinking about, you know, a lot of the issues that we're facing right now as the church, but in the world, you know, a lot of the, the painful things that are happening, you know, whether it's still race or racial reconciliation in the, in the country and like all, all, all this stuff's just been weighing heavily on me. And then I think also too, just, you know, this election season is just very, very divisive and we quickly end up, in our, into yelling at somebody before we even end up having a conversation. Mm -hmm. And so how do we, how do we navigate that? You know, so those are a lot of things, you know, real simple stuff. <laughs> It'll be nice. so, so the next album is going to be your fluff album. Is that what you're saying? No, yeah. it's <laughs> yeah, it really, really is. Oh man! Well, it, it is so true. Uh, so much of what you just said. Back to the, the the prophet and prophecy, and and how do you prophesy in that conversation? That's something that I would agree with as well. That's something that's been kind of confused. And what does that what does that look like? And whether that's right. from different denominations and how they viewed things, and so how people have been taught. But but you're right. As far as it, it's going to be challenging. You look in the Bible; it's always challenged people when there was a prophet who said something from God. But it was how it was presented 
granted and it should be when it's truth it should be a unifying factor whereas we have you know some of the guys that uh like to hold signs and yell and scream and protest uh, whatever and they do that well, even at christian yeah. concerts they were at rock and worship road show and andy minio maybe they'll show up for you guys too i don't know we'll see yeah, um you know that, and, oh they were out there for hillsong too yeah so they'll probably be there outside moda center you might get a chance to chat with them and write a song about them i don't know but uh you know it's like that's and it's, it's like wow there is so much misconception of of what's going on and how to do things and everyone's just different ends of the spectrum on that well yeah and i think i think i mean the big thing is is that being a prophet's not about telling the future it's about telling the present and um it's about reminding people who god has a heart for and where god's heart is and i think it is one of those things that if i felt like if we could share more out of our own stories about what god has done for us it becomes less of an argument and more of a testimony anyway Mm -hmm. Amen. And speaking into the uh, election cycle, just uh, not going to ask you to endorse anyone, but, um, you know, you always hear people saying that, you know, if whoever wins, they're moving to Canada. As someone who is from Canada, would that be a good move for someone, or is Canada ready for that influx? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they got lots of space, I'll tell you that much. As America's hat, there's plenty of room. It's a big hat. It is. It's a lovely hat where you can get milk in a bag. Yeah. (laughs) But now everybody in Canada lives within 200 miles of the U.S. border, so that should tell you something about what life is like 200 miles above the border or 250 miles above the border. That's funny. Very cold. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think it's one of those things that, like, when you're part of a community and a, a nation is the same thing, it's a collection of people who are bound by it trying to be bound by a common set of ideals and beliefs you're going to have disagreements and fundamentally you have to ask the question is like are we better together and can we work out our disagreements or are you going to walk away Hmm. and i think the problem right now with this whole thing of like well if this person gets elected i'm leaving or if this person gets elected i'm leaving is like that we're it's like we're it it's like we're upset we're stuck in a culture of divorce. You know, it's interesting because next year is the 500-year anniversary of the Reformation. And I think, obviously, there's a lot of uh, things that, I mean, that really, there, there has been good that's come out of it. I can say that even as a Catholic. Like, there's been, uh, ministry has still happened. Um, but yet at the same time, Jesus prays in John 17, we would be one. And so we have to see that the, the divisions we still have those are still painful to the heart of God. And those are things that we need to work out and reconcile. Um, And it's gonna take a long time for us to do that. And so I think a divided church, learning how to be reconciled would be a great example to a nation that's so divided that that really needs to rediscover the desire for unity. Mm. You know, I think right now we don't really have a desire for unity. We just have a desire for sameness. We want everybody to think like us. And um, and I think that we're, as believers, we're trying to conform our minds to Christ. And we know that that's a process. And we know that that, that, takes, that takes time and that takes a lot of grace. And so I think we have to extend that to, to people around us. Mm. Amen. And that's, that'll be the tweet from this is, you know, it's true. The sameness is not the same as unity. (laughs) You're totally on point with that. 
And, you know, even you mentioned racial reconciliation earlier on and how that has to start in the church. And there's one of my African-American pastor friends that's here in town that has spoken the statistic that Sunday is the most segregated time in America. We we split off into our own set and that's, you know, for, for racially and, you know, just as the body, that's when, you know, we have however many it's like 20,000 or 100,000 denominational splits or whatever, and it is. How do we move from putting aside that need to be the sameness to, to unity? Oh, good stuff. Um, again, we're talking with Matt Marr here on Portland's 104.5 Way FM. I'm Paul Van Sickle. Matt's coming to Portland on September 30th with Casting Crowns and Hannah Kerr for the Very Next Thing tour. And... I have a couple questions for you uh, that will kind of will slide out of the super serious into the still pretty serious into some fun questions that people had for you on Facebook. But right, one perfect. of them related to kind of still still unity in the performance aspect. One of the questions that Connie had for Mark that I want to ask you too is, you know, if you're out either at a big festival or when you're at somewhere where you know you don't have a long set list to do if there's one song that you can sing or do sing it can be yours or somebody else's that really captures for you god's love if you're trying to explain god's love if you really want to get that message out there to the people what what's one song that you think really puts that into uh focus and explains that that people can understand wow you know i would say right now and it's funny, I helped write the song, and I, I didn't record it, but this, I've been doing it. I'm actually doing it even on this tour. It has been Come As You Are, mm. that David Crowder recorded, because I think that as a, as a Catholic this past year, the, the Pope sort of asked everybody to, re- he called it a year of mercy, everybody to reflect on the mercy of God. And I think that, you know, once again, if we, if we shrink mercy, the mercy of Jesus, to a human-sized mercy, then immediately people stop showing up honestly for whoever they are. To me, that's that's always a real dangerous thing because then we start being able to say who can who can come and who can't come. Hmm. You know, there's no there's no conditions on the invitation of Jesus. Jesus, you can't leave the same person that you were when you show up. Jesus demands that of you, but you know, because it's kind of like what he gives you, he also asks of you. So I actually, it's funny, I just wrote a new song about this, but like Jesus gives you mercy and he expects you to extend mercy. Mm-hmm. Now, his love, his mercy isn't conditional on on your extending mercy to other people, but he still asks it of you patiently over the course of your whole life. You know, he just keeps calling you to extend mercy after mercy. And, um, you know, so I I would say that song has been, just in the past few months for me, has been a real reminder. Mm, That is a great song. And uh, David's coming to town October 9th as well. Uh, Crowder Band will be down in Eugene if people want to go hear you sing it and then go hear him sing it. Great song. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, Brad had a question of um, if if you're seeking peace, if you're in a time in your life that um, you just really need to be praying for peace, do you have a passage of scripture? And I'll throw in song too that really helps you feel the peace of God in your life. Um, you know, I think when I'm, you know, at bath time, <laughs> I do bath times when I'm home. Yes. And after dinner. And I think when I'm 
it's not so much that I think about a scripture that talks about feet as much as I think about things that Jesus says, like the, the measure to which you will be measured will be measured against you. Hmm. So when my kids are in the bath and they're splashing water or they're running around naked upstairs and I'm being impatient because I want to go downstairs and watch Netflix with my wife, in my heart, it's those moments that are very real moments for me as a parent where I feel like my character is being formed now even still as an adult. Mm-hmm. And th- those are the times when I hear the Holy Spirit whisper the word Christ. And, like, once again, you know, it's sort of like this. My kids are my kids for me now are a constant reflection of how God sees me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would say uh, it's more so it's it's more so those, you know, words. Or, you know, when Paul talks about, the a peace beyond understanding. I, I find myself praying for that a lot. <laughs> Jesus, please give me peace beyond understanding. And uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think being being a parent is definitely been probably the most just influential thing in my spiritual life too. I, yeah, just seeing how God sees you and really having a totally different focus. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. I, you know, I think part of it for me, too, is that because I've been studying, like, uh, in terms of Scripture, I've been looking so much at, I mean, I, I've been spending a lot of time right now thinking about the prophet Jeremiah. So I've been thinking about being duped, and do we do we even, are, are, do we even have the, can we even say those things in the church right now? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, Jeremiah said, curse the day that I was born, <laughs> which is like... You know, it's not it's not positive and encouraging. So we would have a we we would we struggle with how do we articulate that? But that's what I think in some ways makes faith so compelling is because in the Bible it's so it's so human. Mm. Well, and that's why uh, yeah, that's why at Way FM you know it's not uplifting or upbeat, but it is real, and that's what we're striving for. You know, it's like we want more of that, and I think people that resonates more with people when you hear that. Uh, when you hear those stories and, and like you said, in the way you're crafting, you know, your writing and casting crowns and others too that are, are real are striving to be more real and transparent and, and taking that yep. humanness to it in the music. I think that's having such an impact because it is just resonating with people and then it does allow you to come as you are because you feel like you can because you see that others have for yeah. thousands and thousands of years and that's the whole point of the gospel is that's what it is. It's being real and authentic and feeling all the feels and God's okay with that. Absolutely. Mm. Love it. All right. Now we have some fun stuff. Some, all right. Some rapid fire quick questions from Nathan on Facebook here. Um, I think we talked about, I think the last time we, we talked about some superhero movies, but do you prefer DC or Marvel? Ooh, I would say Marvel. Batman or Superman? Ooh, uh, you know, I would normally say Superman, but I would say after uh, spending so much time with my son, he loves Batman. All right. So I would say Batman. Now, this one will be a true test of uh, character here. Are you Team Jacob or Team Edward? Ooh, uh, <laughs> Jacob. The fact that you had an answer for either of that, that's what I was looking for, man. That's sad. Um, no, just kidding. <laughs> Um, and then finally, were you as disappointed that DC Talk chose to do a cruise as everyone else was? Yeah, <laughs> I really was. Are you, are you really, really, really was. Yeah, well, 
Well, maybe whoever's on the cruise can talk them into doing a full tour. That would be great. It can still, it, it could still happen. It could still happen. There's always thing. Yeah. All right. Also, I thought the the video you posted talking about traveling and you were all over the country and you posted a video from Denver when you were stuck and you missed yeah. flying back to Vancouver. In, in, in Canada, up in uh, Vancouver. Man, and I've I've also been stuck for eight to ten hours in the Denver airport before. It's a rite of passage for everyone that flies through Denver, I suppose. But the fact you made the video, it totally reminded me. It was like a uh, a safer, slowed down version of the OK Go music video with the treadmills. Oh yes, yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. It was. Uh, it was stroller friendly. Yes. <laughs> 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 oh, that was great. That's up on Matt's uh, Facebook page if you want to take a, a look at that. And, of course, you can hear Matt live uh, with Hannah Kerr and Casting Crowns coming up Friday, September 30th, which is my birthday, by the way. So um, I appreciate wow. this huge this huge concert you guys are throwing me for my birthday. I'm really pumped hey. about it. So um, Happy to. Thanks for that. But, yeah, tickets are still available at wayfm.com. And, Matt, uh, appreciate the time. We could talk for hours about lots of things because I just love uh, your spirit and your heart and uh, your brain and how you process things and love talking through all that with you. So looking forward to seeing you on Friday and traveling mercies, blessings over you guys as you get up here. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Cool. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.